You're listening to the Second Breaks Podcast. This is episode 69. Coming up on the show, it's all about how to avoid getting stuck with your career goals and how to move forward instead. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Lou Blazer. I'm your host. I'm a career pivot mentor and I'm also a second breaker myself. Now, I'm always thankful that you are there on the other side of the microphone because I know, I know how busy life is and I so appreciate it that you allow me to join you for a few minutes each week to talk about, you know, one of the most important things in our lives our work. And I say one of the most important things because of course, work is not the most important thing. But work does take up a huge chunk of our lives, right? So simply by the sheer number of hours, the sheer percentage of time that we devote to it automatically makes it one of the most important ones. Now, but really, work is important because it's how we make a living, right? It, it's what allows us to afford the things that we like to do. It, it's what allows us to support our family, to send our kids to school, to take great vacations, enjoy our lives, right? Work is also the thing that allows us to engage in activities that we enjoy, hopefully, um, to stay productive. You know, I mean, yeah, we all say we don't want to work hard all the time, but none of us want to just be bums, right? We just, we also want to be productive. Work is what allows us to grow our talents, right? So one of the biggest joys in life is to discover a tal- our talents and then to apply them and to get better at, better at them. And work is one of the best ways to do that. Work is also how we get to work with people we like, again, hopefully, and to reach our highest potential. And then for some of us, work is the thing that allows us to serve our mission or the cause that we feel very passionate about. So the fact that I get to talk to you about achieving your best work, about, you know, creating the career that you want, it, it's so awesome. And I really, really view this weekly podcast thing and you being there on this other side of the microphone, I really view this as a privilege. Now, speaking of privilege, I'm going to take this privilege to tell you about this one movie that has made such an impact on me. Now, this movie, it's a pretty old movie. I think it came out in the late 80s or early 90s, I want to say. It wasn't a commercial success. And um, it, it, I don't think it was a commercial success anyway. And it's not even necessarily good from a, you know, an artistic movie point of view. Uh, it's called Defending Your Life. It starred Meryl Streep and Albert Brooks. Now, in the movie, both Meryl Streep and Albert Brooks were dead. And they were in this, not really a purgatory, it's more like a station, like a like imagine if you've ever been to Washington DC's Union Station, like that, like a big station, all white, white marbles, white pillars, everything is white, right? Imagine that. It's kind of like that. So uh, everybody is there, all the people who died are there 
waiting for their next, literally (laughs) their next bus or the next train that will take them to their next life. And, you know, everybody in the station, while, you know, they're waiting for their next destination, they get to go into this courtroom where there's, you know, your prototype or your typical courtroom. If you've seen enough movies, you know what I'm talking about. You know, there's a judge and a jury of your peers and, you know, there's a prosecutor and then you have your own lawyer, right? So everybody in the station gets to go into this courtroom and they get shown scenes from their life. And as they're getting shown scenes from their life, they're getting asked, you know, why did you make that decision? Or why that decision over another? Or why did you take that action? And so in essence, they were defending their lives, right? They're defending the choices and the actions that they made. So in the movie, Meryl Streep was killing it. Like everybody in her courtroom was laughing and enjoying the scenes from her life. And they were nodding their heads. They were agreeing with her choices. Now in the other courtroom, Albert Brooks was having a hard time. He was having to rationalize his actions, his decisions. He was having to explain why he played small or why he didn't go after an opportunity or why is it that he got afraid to test his wings and on and on and on. And he was sweating bullets and he could clearly see how, you know, he didn't necessarily make the right choices for himself most of the time. Now that movie's premise has stayed with me for like forever. I know, I know of course that it's fiction, but one of my biggest fear is unfulfilled potential. Like, you know, me sitting in that metaphorical courtroom, looking back in my life, seeing the scenes being replayed to me, watching my actions and my decisions and my actions and realizing that I let fear and doubt and worries and things like this stop me from working towards my highest potential. That's really my biggest fear. And that's that's why that movie so resonated with me. And now why I'm telling you this story is because I know that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people out there who are being more like Albert Brooks in the story, playing small, not going after what they really, really want, and you know, just wishing for something better, but not really going after it. I know because I was one of them too. And if I'm being honest, you know, I still get that from time to time. It's not like I'm completely over in the Meryl Streep camp. But the one thing that I do know now is that I can catch myself and I, I work on it all the time. I also know that there are things that trip us up big time, like fears and worries and doubts. To some extent, those are natural things, the natural parts of life, right? The thing is that there are things that we do that don't help us. There are things that we do that instead of being able to overcome those fears, they get us stuck instead. 
So today, I want to shine a light on those things by way of talking about the three things that you can do to make sure that you're not stuck and that you're moving forward, no matter how slow or fast you want to go or how big or small the steps are that you want to take. So right in line with this topic that we're talking about today, I want to invite you to a new challenge that I'm hosting in November called Plan Your Pivot in 5 Days. Uh, Plan Your Pivot in 5 Days is a week-long experience. So 5 days, Monday to Friday, it's designed to help you have a plan of action for your career goals so that you're not just wishing for a new job or dreaming of a new career. Instead, you're actually going to have a plan by the end of the week, by Friday of that week. And this plan, it is going to be uniquely yours, not a cookie cutter thing that you can download a PDF that you can download off of a website. You're actually going to pull together or craft your own plan that you can take into the new year. So you'll be all set for 2019. Wouldn't you like that? And so then as a bonus for participating in this challenge on the fifth day, like, you know, a graduation of sorts, you will be invited to the Make Your Pivot Happen Masterclass, which I'm teaching, which is free for the participants of this challenge. So head on over to the show notes for this episode to get all the deets and all the dates and to sign up for Plan Your Pivot in 5 Days. Go to secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 69. Okie dokie, so let's get on with today's topic. to talk to you about the three things that you need in order to avoid getting stuck with your career goals and to make sure that you're moving forward instead. The reverse of this is that if you don't have these three things, there is a very, very good likelihood that you're going to get stuck right at the gate and you won't be making that desired job or that desired career happen. Okay, so the first thing that you need is a big picture. Now, don't roll your eyes. I know that if you've been listening to me a while or you've been following me, you know that I always talk about the big picture because I am a big fan of Stephen Covey's second habit, you know, from the seven habits of highly effective people begin with the end in mind. I always, it's always the first thing when I work with people, when I chat with people, I always ask, what is the purpose? What is the end in mind? Why are you doing this? What is the, what is the thing at the end of this road that you're looking to achieve, right? Where do you want to go? Because the thing is, you can't get anywhere if you don't know where your where is, right? And here's the other thing too, expand beyond just the next step. The next step is in a big picture. So for example, sometimes I talk to people and they say, well, my my big picture is to get a new job. Getting a new job or a new job isn't a big picture, right? It's just a next step toward the bigger pic, the big picture. Why do you need a new job? What are you looking to get out of a new job? What are you looking to achieve? What's the new job leading you? Where is the new job leading you towards, right? That is the big picture. Your big picture is your why. So if you're a Simon Sinek fan, you probably have heard this. 
know your why. So your big picture is your why, the reason behind why you're making the ruckus to begin with, why you want this big change, right? Or why you want to, why you're dreaming of a new career, why you want to, why you're wishing for a different job, right? Your big picture is your why. Having a big picture also answers questions like, how do I know that I'm heading the right direction? How do I know that this is the right next step, right? So I, I get sometimes I, pe- I get people asking me that question. How do I know that this is the right direction? Well, what is the big picture? Where are you trying to get towards? That will help answer whether this thing that you're about to do, uh, whether this opportunity, whether this idea that you have, whether it's heading the right direction. First, you have to know the end destination. Uh, and then lastly, having a big picture also helps avoid the risk of getting the thing that you thought you want and then realizing it's not after all leading you to where you want to go, right? So it's like, now what? This isn't it after all, right? Because if you're not very clear about your big picture or your end destination, it's very difficult or it's going to be very challenging to plot the path towards there, right? So for example, you might say, well, I don't know, Lou, I'm not really necessarily looking for a big career or a major career. I am a full-time mom and I just want to get a side job or a side business to bring in additional money into the to the family. So think about why do you want that? Why do you want a side business or why do you want a part-time job? Is it because that you want to be responsible for part of the family's vacation maybe, or maybe you want to be responsible for paying your kids school, or maybe you want to be responsible for for getting a new car, or maybe it's because you want to be productive. You want, you don't want to get your skills to get stale, or maybe there's a part of you who wants to remain independent, right? And still be able to see yourself as a contributing partner in your marriage, right? Whatever it is, what is the hidden or not the hidden, but the, the real purpose behind what it is that you are going after. So have a big picture. That's the first thing, you know, begin with the end in mind. Then the next thing or the second thing that you need in order to avoid getting stuck and to uh, be moving forward is, this is probably self-explanatory and it's fairly obvious, is to have a plan. And to have a plan is to treat your career goal as a project. This is the big thing. This is the the thing that you will need to change if you're just saying, well, you know, I don't know, I I want this and I'm going to fit it in whenever I have time, whenever I feel like it, when, uh, when it's not so crazy at home or at work, those kinds of statements are guaranteed to get you stuck, are guaranteed to get you, you know, not moving towards whatever it is that you want to achieve. You need to treat the thing that you want to happen to you or the thing that you want so much, whether it's a new career, a career pivot, a new job, you need to treat that like a project. Allocate time to it, reserve time for it in your calendar. Like I said, not just when you feel like it. You want to reserve time for it in your calendar. And speaking of reserving time for it in your calendar, you want to focus on shorter term increments. And by this, I mean, think about the next 30 days, the next month, the next three months, and less about, 
you know, this year or for the next 12 months, right? And the reason is because you have less control over what's coming 12 months down the line. And you have much, much better control over the next three months. Because if you think about, you know, what's happening in the next three months, you kind of know what's up, right? What's coming, what's on schedule. But if you think about 10 months down the road, 11 months in a row, you're like, I don't know what's going to happen by then. But you have a pretty good sense of what might be coming up next month, this month, right? Three months from now, right? So that's why I always say focus on the next, the most immediate three months, right? The most immediate future. So I know that sometimes this is where, you know, people get trip up, like, how do I plan for this thing? So think about, you know, where do I want to be next year at this time of the year? Given my big picture, where do I want to be relative to my big picture, right? Then think, what do I need to accomplish in the next three months in order to make that happen? Which is also the reason why your big picture is not your next step, right? Because if your big picture is just to get a new job, well, then in theory, you can get a new job next month. And then where will you be? Where, where are you going after that? You can't tell me that that's that, right? I know, though, that this can get tricky, right? This whole planning thing. I happen to come from a very project-oriented sort of way of thinking or approaching life. So I know that this can get tricky and some of us need help with the planning. And that's why I'm hosting the Plan Your Pivot in 5 Days Challenge in November to help with this. Because I know that this is a challenge. It's not really very natural for people to think this way. So again, plan your pivot in five days challenge in November. Sign up for it. Go to secondbreaks.com forward slash episode six nine. All right. So we are talking about the third thing that you absolutely need in order to move forward with your plan. So here's the thing you need support. The bigger the change that you want to happen to make happen, the more support or resources you need to make that thing happen, right? So there are three things. There are three kinds of resources that will support your plan. Time, money, people, right? So you, you want to think about how much investment in terms of time, money, and people do you need to achieve your career goals? So let's break this up because... Some of this can be like, what do you mean by that, right? Time investment, that's easy to see what that means, right? And to some degree, the point that I talked about earlier, planning hits the time investment question. Let's talk about the second resource, money, the money investment, right? The, the money that you need, the financial resources that you need to make your career plans, your career goals happen. So in this context, Money investment could be money that you put into it. So for example, you might say, well, I, in order to make my career plan or my career goals happen, I need to go back to school. I need to get additional training. Well, those additional training classes will cost some money. So that's the money investment that you put in. Or maybe you could say, well, I need a little bit of uh, coaching or help in some areas. So again, I need to invest in that coaching or help in those areas. So that's money that you put in in order for you to achieve your career plans. Uh, money investment could also mean money that you don't spend, 
in order for your career plans to happen. So for example, you might say, well, you know, I need to tighten the belt a little bit because I'm making this shift. And so maybe this year I won't buy a new car or maybe this year we won't go on that big European vacation. So think of that money that you're not spending as an investment towards your career future, right? So that's what money investment is. So three supporting resources that you need to make your career plans or career goals happen, time, money, and people. So the third kind is people investment. And so the question that you want to ask there is what kind of help would you need to make this thing, this career plan, this career pivot, this career change happen? So it could be direct help from people. So it could be, for example, technical, like, you know, a teacher or a coach, right? Or like I said earlier, going to school. So you need people, direct help from people to help you with some skills that you need to make it happen. It could also be support, support from family and friends. The bigger the change, the the more support you need in terms of people support. That's one of the biggest lessons I learned personally. Also what I, I am learning from you know, all the interviews that I do here on this podcast and the work that I do with clients is you you can never underestimate the value or how important it is that you get support from, from other folks, right? From your network, from people who are climbing the same mountain. I always like that phrase, people who are climbing the same mountain. So there is a reason why AA works, for example, for people who are looking to get sober, right? Because some of the changes that we're looking to make uh, are tough. There is a reason why we prefer to stay in our comfort zone because rocking the boat, making changes in our lives, it's tough, right? And so we need support from not only from from family and friends, which are always very much welcome, but it's also sometimes, to be honest, not forthcoming, especially depending on the change that you're looking to introduce into the lives, right? Sometimes your friends, your family are very happy with how you are or where you are. So when you try to talk about different things, they also get scared or they can't understand. And so sometimes you don't feel the support coming from them. And that's why it's very important to find other people to expand your network, find people who are climbing the same mountain to support you as you climb this mountain that you have chosen to climb, right? So people investment, what kind of help would you need to make this career pivot, this career change happen? All right, my friends. So that's what I have for you for today's episode. We talked about the three things that you absolutely need in order to make your career plans happen. You need a big picture, the intention behind it. You need a plan, an actionable plan. And also you need support. You need time, money, and people support to make your plan happen. I hope you found this useful. And as always, I would love to hear from you. Send me a note or a direct message and let me know what you thought about today's topic or even sort of like what you're doing as you're listening to this uh, to this episode. You can send me a direct message on Instagram. On Instagram, you can find me at Second Breaks or you can even email me directly, lou at secondbreaks.com. 
Now, this is a good time to hit that subscribe button, my friend, if you are not subscribed yet to the podcast so you don't miss any of the future episodes. I don't want you to miss the future episodes. I show up every Thursday to help you make the move that will lead you to the career that you want, that supports the life that you want to live. And I don't want you to miss any of those episodes. So subscribe, subscribe. And then um, as a final reminder, the show notes where you will find out more about the plan your pivot in five days that I would love, love, love for you to sign up for. I would love to see you in the challenge. I would love to get to know you that way. You can sign up for that when you go to the show notes, which for this episode is secondbreaks.com forward slash episode six, nine. That's a wrap for today's episode, my friend. Thank you so much for listening, for being there with me for a few minutes today. I cannot wait to chat with you again next week. In the meanwhile, you know it. Keep on making your debt, my friend. Cool beans. <laughs>